Welcome to the Multi-Purpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. Here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Jones. We are in the full swing of back to school time. And during this time, principals, PTAs, PTOs, PTSAs, we're all thinking about how do we get everybody excited and engaged and ready to kick off this new school year? One of the ways that we have worked with PTOs and PTAs to do this, and I've done it in my own PTO experience, is to run a design contest. This can get the students really excited and engaged about back to school. It gets their creative juices flowing, and it's a great way to show some school spirit. What is a design contest, you ask? Well, it is an opportunity for students to create a new logo or a kind of limited opportunity design to put on some items. If it's a new logo, it may be going as far as putting it on the website and across all the school um, materials. If it's just for a unique event, then it is a limited print for that event. But either way, getting the students involved gets them really excited and obviously very engaged in the end product. Today, we're going to talk about how to do this step by step. So first, make sure that you're setting aside about six weeks to run the whole contest. You are going to go through the steps of publicizing the contest, allowing time for submission of the logos. You are going to want to give the judges some time to create some finalists And then you're going to want to give the students an opportunity to vote. And so depending on how much time you spend in each stage, which you want to spend about a week to two, you want to build in that time and have about six weeks. So when we start with planning, which is step one, you want to select your purpose and select your medium. So let's start with purpose. What is the goal? If the goal is to create a new logo for the school, That is a very broad goal. What we typically see is actually a more narrow goal, which is to create a logo that will be featured on some item. It may be featured on a poster at a assembly. It may be featured on, you know, the holiday show that the school puts on or the more common things that we see are featured on spirit wear, featured on an event shirt, featured in teacher appreciation items, like mugs or notebooks, featured on a giveaway. So something like a water bottle, a notebook, a mug, a lanyard, and that giveaway is usually associated with a fundraising event. It is important to determine your medium as well in this planning stage because where the logo will be placed will actually influence how you want to run the contest. If your logo is placed For example, on a lanyard, that is a much smaller logo than if it is placed on a poster or backdrop at your holiday show. The size of the logo matters because the more detail you have in a logo, the more that gets muddied on a small logo. And so 
Determining your medium is really important. The second reason determining your medium is important is it will influence the colors of your logo. You will want to check with whoever is actually printing your medium any color limitations. For example, can you only have one color? Is two possible? If you can have two colors, are all the colors an option or are there some limitations? If you are printing yellow or gold, for example, that shows up very differently than if you're printing black and some mediums don't uh, accept colors like that as well. And so you want to clarify all that. You also want to clarify the treatment of the logo. In other words, can you have a logo that is a textured look versus a logo that is just a flat look? That textured look, for example, in spirit wear, limits what kind of printing you can print on a shirt. And so having a textured look may not be what you want because you may want more printing options and that is something you will want to include in the rules. So since there's a lot of nuance in this area, I actually would recommend in the planning stage, once you've selected the medium you think you want, connecting with the vendor for that medium and asking them their advice on what makes a good logo for that medium. Your next step is to create the rules of your contest. As with any competition, putting in place some ground rules is really helpful. The ground rules you should have are the duration of the contest, the eligibility criteria, how and when the winner will be selected, and a disqualification policy. With respect to duration of the contest, I would recommend that after one week of publicity, you open the contest for one to two weeks. Include a weekend in there, so not just one school week, to allow the students some time to design their logo. Next, eligibility criteria. So this is eligibility both of who can enter and then what logos are eligible. Who can enter? Typically, any student currently enrolled may submit an entry is what we see. Sometimes it is open even broader to siblings or community members, but most common is any student currently enrolled at the school and that one entry per student. Eligibility criteria, really this is the remainder is all about the logo. It must be original because you don't want to run into any copyright issues. It should be in school colors, and then you should name the school colors. Lettering should be legible with a bit of spacing in between each letter. You may also want to say no lettering, but that I leave that up to you. Typically, we've seen schools allow lettering. Mention the format it should be submitted. JPEG, PNG, EPS are the most common formats we see for use in printing the items. You may want to also allow PDFs. But again, speaking with the vendor in terms of what format you need to submit is really helpful here because there may be some cost to converting a PDF into one of the aforementioned formats. And so just check in with the vendor here. Make sure that artwork is labeled with the student name, but the student name should be separate and not appear in the drawing itself. Those are the most common things that we see as part of logo eligibility. You also want to share the size of the end logo so that your student can kind of shrink it down and see how the logo looks. Any font requirements, if your school has a specific font used, you would in, uh, you would share that here. And then how much detail you want in there. 
um, and whether or not you can use gradient or texture or effects on it are other things you may want to include here in the eligibility criteria. Next, you want to share how and when the winner will be selected. I would recommend getting a judges committee with various representatives. So an administrator, a teacher, a PTA leader, PTO leader, that would be your base. You may want to include some students or not. Three to five judges is best. And then share how many finalists there will be. The most common we see is three to five, but you can go all the way up to 10 final submissions that are put forth for student voting. At that point, you want to have student voting for at least a week, again, including a weekend. The judge's time will really depend on the group you've selected. It may be that that group can create a final list in a couple of days. And so for that, that judging period, I would recommend actually having about a week, first for the judges to look at all the entries, then for the judges to email any student who may not have met the eligibility criteria because of the logo, for example, the font is wrong or something like that to give the student an opportunity to correct. And then for the judges to solidify their finalists, the three to five to 10, that's one week. And then one week of voting for the students. You want to share how the voting will be conducted online or in person. So that is your how and when the winner will be selected. And finally, you want a disqualification policy which is just a, a quick note that any submission may be deemed disqualified if the above guidelines aren't followed. As I just mentioned, you want to go back to the students and give them an opportunity to correct, but if they're not able to correct or you can't help in correcting, you do want that disqualification policy. One other piece of boilerplate you may want to include is just that the logo is the property of the school and not the property of the artist. Uh, that just clarifies, especially if you are planning to use this logo for the school going forward, having that language in there just makes it clear and avoids any future issues. The next step after creating your rules is publicizing the contest. Make sure to get the word out there for at least a week. School website, through the teachers, through a principal newsletter, a PTA newsletter, social media. Use all your communication mediums. We have plenty of other podcast episodes on communication mediums, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but just make sure you get it out there. One thing to use is some images of prior school logos or inspiration images to the extent that you have any, just to get people excited and get them in the mindset of the direction you want to go. For example, if your logo is a panther like ours is, you may want to include images of other panther logos just to show the possibilities. You then want to run your contest. Pretty straightforward. You run the logo submissions. Make sure you have a place that people can send them. It could be an email address. It can be a Google Drive where people can drop them. After running your contest, you want to get the judges together. You want to give them an opportunity to vote on the various images Again, using an online program, even something like SurveyMonkey, can allow the judges to vote remotely if they can't get together in person. You then want to run the voting period for the students. Again, SurveyMonkey can be a really easy way to do that. During this whole running the contest period, 
keep people up to date through newsletters and social media on what stage you're in, reminding them to submit their logos during the the logo submission phase, reminding them to vote during the voting phase. And then you have your big reveal. Share the winner at a school assembly, as well as through all your other communication mechanisms. And then you have a final logo. The last phase is to get your item or items printed with that logo and then offer them up. If they are a prize for an ongoing fundraising event, obviously the timing of that will coincide. If they are just a spirit wear item for order, you may want to place that order. Or if you have an online store, just upload it to your online store and share that that logo is available and get excited. I mean, the students have now participated in this design contest. They've got a new design. Share it out on an ongoing basis for at least several weeks after the selection of that logo to get people really jazzed about it and to get them getting the items that have the logo on it. If it's part of your weekly spirit wear day, that's pretty easy. You can remind them every Thursday that the next day is spirit wear. And don't forget to order your spirit wear items with the new logo. We hope that you have a very successful school year, that a design contest is a great way to engage your student body. And we'd love to hear from you on any other tips that you have found make your design contests super successful. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at www.k12clothing.com. We'll see you next week in the multi-purpose room.